Hey, welcome to Wednesdays in the Word. Again, I'm Dr. Stan. So great to be able to come to you and share some thoughts from the Word of God. You know, if you want to learn more about uh, all of this, please go to our web pages, vision.edu, booksbyvision.org, especially because uh, I'm going to be talking about vision today. If you want to get the little book that catches the vision, I would really recommend it. Uh, you can, again, booksbyvision.org, or more about what I'm doing, just Dr. Stan DeCoven. Dot com, I think it is, but I'm not really sure. I don't remember. Anyway, so here we are. It is 2021, and you know, a lot of people are talking about getting a, a, a vision, a fresh vision. Uh, some are talking about revival, and revival's good. They're talking about, uh, you know, reconciliation, and reconciliation is good. They're talking about recovery. They're everything seems to start with R-E anyway. But, uh, you know, restoration is really, I think, what God is all about, to restore back to the church everything that the devil's stolen, everything that the world systems have tried to, to crush, where the church is truly the bride of Christ and fulfilling its destiny of seeing the kingdom of God established everywhere in the earth. Anyway, until the earth is covered with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now, uh, last uh, Wednesday in the Word, we talked about, kind of catch the vision from Habakkuk chapter 2. And we're not going to talk about that, not today. I want to look at the vision that was received by Isaiah. And it's shared in, in Isaiah chapter 6. So I need to read what it says here. And then I want to share some thoughts on this from uh, from Isaiah, but also make some practical application, I hope, uh, for all of us as we look at refreshing our vision or looking at, you know, how do we really step into the fullness of God's intention for 2021? So in chapter 6, verse 1, it says, In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne. Now, I can only assume that since Isaiah loved uh, Uzziah and really thought he was a great king, that he was probably grieving. And, you know, sometimes when you're in the midst of grief and loss and struggle and trouble, oftentimes that's a time when God will speak to us. You know, in the midst of our downtime, uh, when we're least expecting it, God shows up. And I believe we're in a time and a season where, I mean, I believe God's going to really show up to us if we're willing to, you know, maybe grieve or say goodbye to stuff from the past and recognize I need to let all that go because I'm going to embrace the full measure of all God intends for me as his servant. Anyway, just, just a thought that wasn't in my notes, but... There you go. Anyway, he, he saw him sitting on his throne, lofty, exalted, with a train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew, which is kind of interesting. And, if, you know, if you are into psychedelics, you can kind of picture that. Anyway, and one called out to another saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Obviously quite prophetic because it wasn't full of all of his glory in the sense of, you know, the kingdom of God established everywhere. But he was prophetically, if you will, declaring that that's what's going to come. And we are to live from glory to glory anyway. 
And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out. And then, then Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, uh, and, uh, and he uh, touched, uh, taken from the altar with tongs, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has now touched your lips, and your iniquity has been taken away, and your sin is forgiven. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will, I, who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. And he said, go and tell this people, keep on listening, but do not perceive. Keep on looking, but do not understand. Render the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull and their eyes dim, lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and return and be healed. Hmm. What a great commission that was for Isaiah. Go out and preach and recognize that nobody's going to hear you. Their hearts are hardened. Uh, they're not going to listen to you, and you're ultimately going to fail. Glory to God. What a great commission. Well, hopefully your commission from the Lord is a bit better than that. But I want to look at some of the aspects of, of this experience. Now, one of the things I, I just have to say, you know, I, I remember hearing uh, Charles Simpson uh, minister on this. I think it was at Foothills Church in El Cajon here in Southern California. But he, he, he said something, um, you know, about this passage of scripture, you know, especially the, the call uh, of Isaiah. And who shall go for us? And whom shall I send? And Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. Well, of course it was here am I, Lord. He was the only one in the room. But essentially, you know, every call, every vision that God gives, it is a personal one. It's not just for the whole world. I mean, we, we submit our vision to the great vision, which is the great commission uh, that the discipleship of every nation, one, if you will, holy nation or holy nations under God. I mean, that's what we're, we're believing God for. We know that our visions individually need to be submitted to that great vision of God. But we have a part in that. And when God gives a vision, it is personal. And all of us need to be able to and be willing to respond. Here, my Lord, send me as though we're the only person that God's calling. But the truth is he calls hundreds. He calls thousands. He's called millions and now billions into his kingdom because whosoever will may come. And God chooses who he's going to choose to fulfill his purpose. Well, anyway, but looking at this passage, I, I look at yeah, a few things, like the awareness of the Almighty. I mean, you know, one of the things we see in the receiving, if you will, of the call and the vision that God gave him is, I mentioned, he was probably in a time of grief, but in the midst of his grief, he was aware of God's presence. And really, we need, if you're going to receive a true vision from God, a refreshed vision, an enlarged vision from the Lord, you need to be continuously aware of the Almighty's presence. Again, not Jesus, you know, baby Jesus, but the almighty God. God is almighty. And we recognize that he is sovereign over all things. And we also recognize that he is present with us, Emmanuel, always with us. 
And Isaiah was aware of his presence and thus was in a position to respond. Part of his response was he was in awe of God's holiness. And I do believe that God is calling his church back to a place of awe. I mean, we've needed, I mean, we've desperately needed to, to fall in love with Jesus, to, to know the, the, the Father's heart. And we still, we need that. We need to know how much we're loved and how much God's grace and favor is toward us. But we also need to remember that he is God and he does deserve our respect, our honor, for he is truly holy. And I believe, again, folks that truly get an expanded vision, they recognize it's not all about me. This is all about God and his purpose. And it's my privilege to be a part of what God's calling us to do in our day and time. He accepted his cleansing. I mean, one of the things that we see in Isaiah's life, we don't know if he had a whole lot of deep sin because he was probably a teenager when he got this call. I mean, I remember when I was called to the ministry and called out of darkness into light. I was a, a horrible rat bag sinner of age 12. I mean, you know, I mean, we don't know much about sin at age 12. We learn and we become very well acquainted but I don't know if there was a huge amount of cleansing that needed to be done, but Isaiah recognized that, you know, I, Uzziah's gone. We have a major leadership change. We don't even know who the new king's necessarily going to be. In the midst of that grief, we recognize that, wait a minute, God is still good. God is still with us. And I may not be seeing things as correctly as I need to. He recognized he needed to maybe repent of some things. And he, he says, I come from a people of unclean lips. Well, don't we all? Haven't we all been tainted by the world system, by sin, by all the divisiveness that's going on in the world today? Yes, so cleanse me, Lord. Help me to, 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 to no longer consider necessarily what's going on out there in the world as being that important in relationship to your kingdom, your purpose, and your desires for my life. He recognized God's voice. And we live in a time where we, we need to hear God's voice. And, you know, again, the, it's not the roar of the lion that we typically hear. It's a still, small voice. And most often, God speaks to us out of his word. And I know God is always speaking to us. He's a loving father, but he's also, he's, he's the general. He's, he's the director. He's all of that and more. And God intends for us as his children to hear his voice and then respond. He responded to God's call. And his response, again, was, here, my Lord, send me. But then he was released into service. But it's interesting what we see in the, in the service in which he was released to. And I, I, I kind of kiddingly said, what a, what a terrible call that he received. But, you know, really, Isaiah's call is not a lot different than our call today. Because the people that we minister to are not a lot different than the people of that day. Let me just read this again, I'm especially the last part of verse 10. He says, they, 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 lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, repent, and are healed. You know, what we want, I mean, as preachers and teachers, and what we want as men and women of God is to see people healed, to be whole. 
you know, whatever issues they're struggling with in their life to get them solved, to be blessed and prosper, to, to, to walk in the, in the fullness of, of God's blessings. We want that for people. Every pastor I know, every prophet even, you know, certainly apostles, evangelists, teachers, elders, deacons, and all the folks that minister in the body of Christ, we don't do that so that, you know, our name will be made great. Well, at least I hope not. But it's mainly to see people healed. And yet the fact is, most people, they can't see, they don't hear, their hearts do not understand, and therefore they don't repent and they're not healed. I mean, that's really a dilemma that we have even today. And, and that's why we need, I believe now more than ever before, the unction or the anointing of Holy Spirit, the, the convictor, if you will, of sin in people's lives. We need Holy Spirit moving through our preaching, through our teaching, to see people see the Lord high and lifted up, see God's goodness, see God's grace, see God's provision, to really hear, having ears to hear, which will increase their faith to believe. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, that they will be able to, to hear God and and that their faith will be so increased that they will act as men and women of God. We want them to understand, to have the wisdom of God in their hearts so that they know how to live and, you know, the good from bad, right from wrong, etc. Because we want them to change their thinking. Remember, that's what repentance is all about. It's changing your thinking that will lead to your wholeness, your healing, your prosperity, your blessing. Now, God loves you. You're blessed. You're highly favored. But he wants us to walk that out. And so, you know, this, you know, 2021, I'm hoping for all of you, for myself as well, that we will have a refreshed vision, an expanded vision. And like Isaiah, where we recognize I'm called, I'm, I've got a place, I I know I belong in the house of God. I know who I am in Christ. And, and therefore, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to hear his voice. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to receive his call. I'm going to respond to it by personal repentance, but also by preaching the message. Even though people may not see, hear, or understand, I can trust that the Holy Spirit's going to work in their lives, that there's going to be breakthrough for people and that they're going to be truly healed because they've repented. And I'm not talking about necessarily repenting of sin, just of stupid. Because, <laughs> you know, there's folks that keep doing the same old thing, expecting a different result. That never has worked and it never will. And so my, my belief is, my heart is, that our visions will be expanded for the glory of God. Hey, again, this is Dr. Stan. This is Wednesdays in the Word. Hey, be blessed, and we'll talk more next Wednesday.